0: cruel summer podcast i'm james and i'm marcus sparks welcome back how's it going it's going great how are you hanging in there my weekend is just beginning we're talking about cruel summer season one episode three off with a bang fuck yeah written by burt royal again directed by cyrus yeah i I haven't totally been paying attention but it seems like do you just write all of them
1: no no No. No. okay but but also not the showrunner just a creator. So I don't know. It's interesting. I also wonder uh, anyway. TV credits. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh All Kelly Cyrus. Mystery. Yeah, I believe might have directed at least an episode of you. Oh, okay. Which which I could see. There's some there's some DNA overlapping.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh so, like April twenty seventh. Vampire Diaries. Mm-hmm.
1: April twenty-seventh, twenty twenty-one is when this
0: aired. Yeah. So of sleepy
1: hollow nice oh right there we go mm-hmm. also for anyone who's going to be tuning in for minor asides from mayor of east town we're recording this before the finale
0: oh yeah there you go we'll, well we'll we'll know soon by the time we record episode four of the podcast i think we'll know who'd done it mm-hmm. yeah we'll spoil so it for everyone all of our our theories will have been wrong mm-hmm. it's definitely siobhan
1: do you actually believe that or are you just being a being a stinker
0: I mean, I feel like it's not off the table. It's Laurie. Yeah, probably. It's Laurie. It's, I mean, I like... She's the, the last, you know, red herring to pull. Because it's like, oh, it's John. Clearly, no, he's just covering up for his wife.
1: I mean, John was good. I, I still like
0: the son. The um, son's sun, the, the other, yeah.
1: The son is, is a very attractive candidate because of the way they have played him. Mm-hmm. Like, you think this is what he's upset about, but... It could be like uh 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 Stellan Skarsgård or, and whatever from a Girl Dragon Tattoo
0: kind of thing. Um, uh, but it's Lori. It's Lori. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well now that we've preemptively spoiled Meravy's town. Yeah, you're you're real hose if you haven't started the show yet. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh do we have any follow-up? I think we probably got a few tweets. Um, um
1: yeah, Why don't you vent for a moment.
0: Okay. Well, I know friend of the pod Andrew sent us a kind of a little longer message about um Derek. And how he kind of I mean, we haven't gotten a ton of Derek yet, but Derek is he's kind of like the glue that's holding that family together. Mm-hmm. He's like kind of more of a parent than the parents in a lot of ways. it Seems like yeah, well, which is funny because he's the older brother, and yet the dad doesn't like he's he's just such a pushover to Jeanette. Like he's it's like he's almost trying to be more like a brother.
1: Well, it's like yeah, I, I mean I feel like Greg actually kind of plants his feet in the ground a little bit in this episode, but Derek is like. The older brother from like a 90s, an actual 90s show, I feel like. So
0: he has really strong, like brand from Goonies vibes in this episode. He's uh, in some ways, he's like the most period accurate character. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, uh, Trinity uh, at Type A Types uh, let us know that that they worked at a chamber and can confirm 100% that ribbon
0: cuttings do have practices. A chamber, like a chamber of commerce? yeah. Or something? Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, and that that they have a giant scissors and a ribbon stored in their office for the mm-hmm. practices. That sounds stupid, but also kind of awesome. Like I wonder I would, how
0: heavy those scissors are?
1: They gotta be light. I
0: right? mean, they're gotta be like hollow or something, right? Like it's not like I wouldn't think so. Yeah, metal, yeah, weigh like five hundred pounds.
1: But yeah, apparently it's uh, it's like short enough to be annoying after I questions, long enough to mess up their day. It's literally the same order of events each time. But the practice is not required if you, if you, the cutter can follow instructions. But apparently that's I wonder not the if case.
0: they also have those like gold shovels they use on like breaking mm-hmm. ground photos, you know, or mm-hmm. it's like they just get like the city councils sitting there with gold shovel, like pretending to dig. Here's what I'm wondering.
1: Does anyone still do the key to the city? I don't know.
0: Is that was a really big still? thing back in the day. Yeah. I don't know if they'd still do the key to the city.
1: Oh, and uh, hell yeah, Demi, friend of the pod. Um, I'm glad you like being called out that way
0: because that's how we see it um, yeah. I, I could not stop watching Vince's uh, evolution of hair in this episode now yeah.
1: yeah yeah well and and I just think it was certain things like the I think in the first airing the timeline in this episode with Vince kind of
0: it definitely made more sense this confused. Time. Yeah, yeah it made more sense this time yeah yeah. I have also I, I think I finally like noticed that Mallory in ninety-four has like red streaks in her hair. Mm-hmm. And so that like helps me differentiate too. Oh like, god.
1: Her 95 yeah. hair is ghastly.
0: Yeah, the 95 hair is <laughs> But spoiler. Just... It's Daryl Hannah from Blade Runner.
1: Mm-hmm. Oof. Um <laughs> looks like it's stolen from a clown.
0: Fuck <laughs> <laughs> uh, it. All right. So the that, that all the F U? That's that's all the FU I got. All right. Well, this is a Jeanette episode, we should say.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: the show kind of enters into a pattern, at least for a little bit, of like the Jeanette episode. It's Kate episode. And sometimes the other like barely shows up in the episode. Like I think Kate's in like what, two scenes in this or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh
1: I think there's one where it's like the other one's not in it there, at all. The,
0: yeah, there might be an episode where maybe like Jeanette or just like is it in an episode or something yeah,
1: and, and i feel like you don't really realize it till halfway through mm-hmm. and you're like oh okay that's how like absorbed i've been in kate's storyline yeah mm-hmm. all right so this one uh takes place approximately on july 4th 93
0: 94 95 so it is um what is it like two weeks or so the last one is june 26th so you know eight yeah. days yeah closer to one week
1: so we start in 93 of dorky Jeanette taking a quiz about what kind of girlfriend are you <laughs> she's listening to Everywhere I Go by the Muffs, which uh I just was curious. I went and looked at the lyrics because I was kind of surprised that 93 Jeanette was listening to the Muffs, but like the lyrics of this song in particular are so fitting for 95 Jeanette's state of mind. But uh checking checking out her checking checking her glasses, her mom comes over, uh nerds out over, like liking to see her daughter's whole face, hoping she can get her some contacts. Um,
0: it's Cindy, right? Cindy. Yeah, Cindy really wants her daughter to like become one of the cool kids. It feels like she's just like we just got to fix your hair, get you some contacts. I mean, I
1: think that there's a a first reading of this where Cindy is like heading into toxic territory, but and some things she says later too, but I I kind of feel like also what she's just saying is like try
0: Yeah, I mean it's up to you, but try. There's it's a fine line to walk, you know? Like not wanting your kid to to just kind of have no self esteem and be a loser, you know, versus like pressuring them the wrong way, but yeah.
1: Yeah. But everything is just bright and happy and they're like watching newscasts about the upcoming Fourth of July celebration. And then ninety-four shits a little darker.
0: Real quick, there's uh, a bit when they're watching the newscaster and the newscaster is suddenly like like startled because somebody's letting off firecrackers behind her or something. Mm-hmm. And Jeanette goes, holy shit, as she's watching it. What what are we to make of this? Does this mean anything at all? Is this a detail that's going to come back? Or I don't know. It's, it's like weird that they included this moment.
1: The firecracker or the expletive? Both. Um, I think that the show takes great fun in firing bits of the future into the past. And like like unsettling you just a little bit. Okay. I mean, I it does it in almost every scene in some fashion. Know,
0: like, or is the takeaway just that, like, oh, Cindy's surprised that Jeanette's cursing, or is there? I don't know. Will this be important?
1: I mean, Jeanette's obviously capable of it, right?
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've seen some takes that are like Jeanette like grows to like pranks, and that might be how she like gets with ja- Jamie. But we'll see.
1: Hmm, hmm. I mean, but I think also it's going to start. Uh, I don't know, putting cracks in the ice of like whatever Cindy's impression of her yeah. perfect little angel is. Well,
0: especially when we cut to 94 here. And a very different Cindy is just looking horrified watching TV.
1: Yeah. Uh, news report says Kate's talked to the cops. Um, at some point, she's going to share her story. Um, and Cindy's freaking out since she's saying these things about Jeanette.
0: So she tells us that Derek is on his way to the gym. Um, very inappropriate conversations, I think Andrew is pointing out, between Cindy and her son. Yeah, or even her somewhat adult son, but still, that son's like really having to like manage his mother here.
1: Cindy could be a lot. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's not a turn off to me, but Cindy's Cindy could be a little extra. Um, Cindy's
0: very concerned that people are going to start talking, and Derek's just like the half the town already knows.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, because he's like he like doesn't he go off like the litany of gigs that he's been fired from, invited from
0: two parties. Yeah. Uh, his uh, dad, apparently like uh, Greg, like didn't like close a leasing sale or something like that. Mm. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Derek's just very realistic. You know, yeah. he's just like, yeah, it, it's and she's like, don't say it. And He's like, it's true. You know, like here's the evidence.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Tough day for the uh, yellow blazers. Um, but Cindy's, you know, talking to Derek about it. And as, as they're talking about Jeanette, we see is laying on the couch nearby hearing all of this unbeknownst to them. Uh, so she knows obviously this is having an effect on her family and then
0: well before we get to end then i just want to point out that derek is basically dressed like brand from goonies just like the the sweatshirt the sleeves cut off the bandana
1: that's little baby josh brolin yeah okay
0: yeah Uh, but i I like the way that scene ends when or like before you go over to jeanette but when the mom uh, derek says something like you know kate she would never do jeanette would never do what kate's accusing her of and the mom's just like well you should tell your friends that and he's just like. Yeah, it's a good idea. <laughs> like, it's like so sarcastic.
1: You think at the end of the show, uh, Mallory will swing in on a, uh, on a Superman shirt and say, hey, you guys. <laughs> yes.
0: All right. And then 1995. Uh, Driving Jeanette's the family is... AeroStar or whatever yeah. this thing is.
1: Yeah, Jeanette's like listening to music in the AeroStar stopped at an intersection and oh shit, there's Kate Wallace in the lane next to her.
0: I love the way they, they do the, the rack focus where she looks over. Oh, it's Kate Walls. Kate Walls is looking ahead. So she like, Jeanette just kind of looks back, facing ahead, close her eyes, please don't see me. Looks back, rack focus. Oh, Kate's looking right at her. It's so good.
1: Yeah, so Kate's out of that car, comes over, starts pounding on the van. How many more of my sloppy seconds do you want?
0: Yeah, you stole my life because yours was pathetic. I feel like that. That really kind of gets to the heart of it of whether or not we can trust Jeanette here.
1: So, Jeanette, you know, panics, drives off like down like the opposite direction of where she should be going. And as she's driving, away, like, Kate kills, you are actual trash, Jeanette Turner.
0: <laughs> Get out of the car, you chicken shit coward. Yeah. It's interesting that Jeanette is like, she's just like, I, oh my God, oh my God, like please let the light turn green so I can go. Like, she's not willing to run the light until mm. like it just it becomes too much and she finally takes off.
1: Just contrast it, though, with like some of the 94 stuff that will come up later this episode, where Jeanette's just like, can you please just ask Kate to talk to me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so in 94, Derek goes to Greg and tells him that Jamie's the one who gave Jeanette the black eye. And Derek kind of has to talk Greg into doing something about this.
0: Yeah, honestly, well, it's just like I heard from, from, from some guys at the gym that <laughs> Jamie gave her the black eye. <laughs> Derek is clued in, man.
1: He is. Yeah, he's got his finger on the fucking pulse of. And Skyland, he's like, Texas. hey, yeah, dad,
0: you have to go be a dad. Yeah, Am I gonna kick yeah. that
1: guy's ass? But don't worry, I'll back you up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As the actual, uh, uh, you know, beef hanging in the butcher shop. Yeah, so they they go to Jamie's door, uh, give Jamie the business in front of his like uh, uh, Spanish speaking mother, which is it's an interesting detail
0: about Jamie. That- I was instantly fascinated by this, and I want, I, I like, I want more of these scenes. Even though Jamie seems like he's a dirtbag, like just the, the fact that he has like a bilingual parent and that like, mm-hmm. he's seemingly like he is like in a different social status. is yeah. kind of the vibe we get here, you know, like as from Kate and like the rich well, families,
1: as we saw last week, he's the help. Yeah. He's he's a waiter. Yeah. Um, Derek has a pretty funny hold me back moment of his dad. Uh, and then Greg finally kind of steps up with, uh, like touch her again, and you and I are going to have a very serious problem, to Jamie.
0: Which, yeah, and then both the parents are kind of just like nicely telling each other to fuck off here.
1: Yeah, 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 fuck off off my my property. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ninety-five. Knock on the same door, and now the cops are bringing Jamie home. This is Officer Will, uh, who we'll see a lot in this episode. He's um, he's the one who's in the uh, the interview of Kate Wallace, where she wants to give her statement of purpose, but mm-hmm. uh, Jamie's uh. Not just been loitering, but stalking, according to Greg Turner, and the cops like I don't
0: want to get another call about you, Jamie. Jamie doing the like button-up shirt with no sleeves situation mm-hmm. here. Is that like a denim shirt or something?
1: I mean, again, his. I feel like when he shows up at wardrobe, they've just got pictures of like Jason Priestley up.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I don't particularly want to see more Jamie because what we've seen of him, he seems like a dirtbag. And yet, I am fascinated by his family life. Like we've only seen the yeah. mom. Like mm-hmm. is the dad around? Like what's the relationship like? Like I want to know more about this.
1: Well, because the the it's interesting on this show and the show that like in some ways gives us the realistic depictions of these characters that we always kind of wanted from PLL, which was much mm-hmm. more campy. Yeah. But it's interesting. We actually see the progression between Jamie's quite frankly monstrous behavior. And what it's like a year later after he's been probably somewhat enabled. Yeah. Um, And it only gets worse. Yeah. 93 Jeanette's room. Uh, Mallory has some weed in a baggie as she says it contraband. God.
0: Uh, I have to say, I love them completely freaking out uh, Vince and Jeanette about the weed here. Yeah. Like this feels so period accurate like especially like 93 like yeah this this would have definitely been me like oh my god what are you doing we're gonna get arrested
1: yeah Yeah. oh and and the way they they view the world and how pot anyway so (laughs) can we give it away that
0: would make you a drug dealer
1: (laughs) yeah or just uh what if we just bury it what if it sprouts and grows other (laughs) weed plants yeah uh but vince has brought cooking sherry and jeanette has a porno mag that she snagged from derek um, just why yeah.
0: why is Mallory so Mallory why is she so intense and over the top
1: her mom I think I is the so. answer but uh none of them ever smoked pot before obviously but Mallory went to a whole concert with her cousin Rick last year and got a contact high
0: <sighs> velvet vixens that's the name of the porn back there
1: but again like I pointed out last week that like uh, Jeanette wants like the minutes and like the official documentation of the list to be like accurate. She points out that the, uh, the legal, like legalese of the list was to swipe contraband, mm-hmm. not consume it. That's true. She's right.
0: <laughs> so, well, I mean, under- you know, this is the height of just say no and all that. It's like, you're going to get arrested and go to jail and die. If you do uh, smoke a single joint.
1: Oh man. Dare was such a fucking joke. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I mean, it's- when did you know it was a joke? Would you have known when you were 13?
1: No, not when I was 13. Yeah. What
0: no, about I 15?
1: I knew it wasn't for me. Okay. Like, even if I wasn't into drugs at 15, I knew that I definitely wasn't uh, as authoritarianly, like, against them as Dare was. But yeah, it was obviously much later that I realized that, like, Dare was a huge scam yeah, by, like, yeah. basically law enforcement officials. Um, so they interrupted by Greg coming in to say that Mallory's mom called wants her home. Mallory says she'll be right back. So once she's gone, Jeanette tries to stage a coup.
0: <laughs> yeah Jeanette's I mean because Mallory's in charge right Mallory I mean even, even if she's not in charge she acts like she's in charge mm-hmm. uh and Jeanette is starting to chafe under that uh, presumed leadership there for sure
1: yeah so she she's just so controlling and aggressive yeah she thinks the pot's over the line she just they give it away and this is when Vince like pretty sure that's drug dealing <laughs> so um her, her her like, alternate plan is so she can tear it into little pieces and flush it down the toilet. And he points out she'll be pissed at him. But uh, as she leaves, we see all those Mona Vanderwald dolls on the shelf by her door.
0: <laughs> is there something to make of, like, a lot of the shots we get of Mallory or, like, POV shots from Jeanette? She's, like, she's next to Vince on the bed. Like, oh. the shots of them are just kind of normal, you know, shot reverse shot. But, like mallory it's like she's like we're seeing her in pov a lot of in these
1: is she looking essentially like at us then yeah okay interesting
0: yeah that's when she first introduced the weed and just before she leaves she's like i'll be there right back like, i don't know it's interesting the way they shoot certain characters
1: well I'm mean, in my mind i'm playing back how we see her in was it six or seven that just aired seven I, i'm playing back in my mind how we first see her in seven and it's it was jarring, but yeah. yeah, it's kind of in line. Uh, as, once she's gone, Vince glances at the porno mag. It's called Velvet Vixens, and on the cover, it advertises Latex Lupe.
0: Yeah,
1: it's, just, Der- it's a little curious peek there. Derek's into some, some stuff.
0: <laughs> uh, then we cut to 95, where Dark Jeanette is watching this newscast about her and Kate. And like this is some serious editorializing here from the reporter. Yeah. Like what, I feel like this is this defamation, show. basically.
1: Yeah, yeah. The lady theorizes that Jeanette's not not necessarily evil, but
0: wired in a way that's detrimental she to everyone else. Basically, just calls her a psychopath on the air. I, I saw something; it's probably on Reddit saying that, like in the real world, Jeanette would not be suing Kate; she'd be suing the network because hmm. the network has more money and like they're the one who let Kate go on the air. But, yeah. Well, you know,
1: like Mickey from Scream 2 says, uh, I'm going to put the whole media on trial. Do you remember back when we theorized that Scream 3 was going to be like a trial movie?
0: Vaguely, yeah. Uh, It couldn't have been any worse than what we got.
1: No, it could not have been worse. Mm -hmm. Um, 94, ding-dong, Jeanette's house. There's the detective and Officer Will. Is this uh, our
0: Officer Barry here?
1: I think he kind of is. I mean, like... The fact that like Greg knows him mm. and like he's like, what's up, Will? And like the guy's like, actually, it's Officer Kingsley. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Greg and Derek have just returned from Jamie's. Uh, so the cops have questions about Kate Wallace. They want Jeanette to come down to the stage. and says so she's happy to help. So Greg goes to get Cindy. He's a little tougher now, or he's just like they're like, oh, you're going to be joining us? And he's like, yeah, you're questioning my underage daughter. You bet your ass, I'll be joining. you. But it's you. like
0: tough as like a father in defense of his daughter. Rather than like, you know, confronting a mean boyfriend. Yeah. I mean, you know, I it's think like, it's it's interesting who he chooses or when he, Greg chooses to kind of put his foot down and like, yeah. you know, act like he's in charge.
1: I don't know that Greg is like the most demonstrably, you know, overbearingly protective, but like that is the thing he's protective of is Jeanette. Mm hmm. Um, I don't think he needs to be for Derek. And I don't think he really even needs to be for Cindy, but though that's going to cause some friction, I'm sure.
0: But Jeanette is trying to play this all kind of clueless, like, "Of course, I'll. I'm glad to help, you know." But you can tell she's nervous.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, this is this is her her affect in this mm-hmm. particular under this particular eye. Uh, ninety five, the video store, which I don't think we actually hear the name until the most recent episode. Do you remember what the name of this place is called? Uh, I don't know. It's got some kind of back, something every, back then, number two in it, yeah. Everything's got like a punny video name. Oh, it's Rent
0: like, Two Night. That's what it is.
1: Rent Two Night. Uh, so he's alone. He calls someone. Do you want to say who it is?
0: Um, it's Ben. It's Ben. Yeah, remember Ben? Uh, um,
1: yeah, Ben makes a comment about how getting calls like this is why he needs his dad to invest in caller ID. It's, like it's I mean.
0: We can just say now what's going on, Ben and Vince are or at least we're in a relationship, but it's like it, it's kind of it's like they're talking obliquely throughout the episode. We're not yeah. exactly sure like what they're doing and like what is going on between them, and then it becomes clear eventually
1: well and it's it's clearly gone bad it's yeah um, by
0: by ninety five it's it's over uh, he so, Vince wants to talk to Ben about how he's being deposed, he knows that Ben already was, and he's like freaking out about it. And Ben's just like, we've been over this. You got to stop calling, man.
1: It's like, every time you call me, it brings me pain. (laughs) Please stop. Damn. Yeah. Um, So speaking of 95, we're still 95, I guess. uh, Jeanette's cleaning graffiti off of the van. It says, lying slam pig. And this is almost unintentionally funny to me as Greg is like, what the hell is a slam pig?
0: (laughs) And Jeanette has to explain the kind of the the official definition and then just like it means slut basically
1: yeah a term designed to disparage women and in this case to falsely equate lying of loose sexual and romantic choices
0: um, call me a hoe dad
1: i gotta say i don't remember calling i don't remember slam pig from the the lexicon of the 90s do you i do not
0: know Is this i uh
1: regional texas vernacular yeah, and that
0: that wasn't on the van when she ran into kate was it i don't think it no was. no i don't think so so where where did it come from yeah
1: yeah, so, so once he leaves, she just starts scrubbing harder. Um, then 93, uh, back in Jeanette's room, Jeanette and Vince are playing Jenga and Jeanette's winning, um, which I feel like the whole show is
0: a microcosm of this. And then, you know, right pause for applause when Mallory comes, bla- comes back here.
1: Her mother's name is Janice.
0: Janice seriously, seriously called me home because she couldn't find the remote.
1: Oh, shit. It's like Mallory's here.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: and now impression. she's
0: watching old movies. Which means she is for sure gonna need her stash, wow,
1: that must might be the most scathing impression you've ever done.
0: am I wrong, dude? <laughs> I don't know why she talks like that, but that's how she talks. It's almost like uh to making a meal out of every syllable
1: it's yeah it's like it's like she's really dining on every syllable with a with a slight lisp,,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which I'm not mocking either of those, but it's an interesting. I don't know. Way of speaking. Uh, Jeanette does this like dorky little dance as she announces that she flushed it. I love her just kind of like dancing and presenting it like she's <laughs> the the bumblebee girl from
0: the Blind <laughs> Melon video. And she's like, well, uh, I uh, I mean, we uh, I
1: uh, <laughs> So she's like, we're trying to help. And Mallory's like, help me get grounded. Thanks a lot. Mm-hmm. So she storms I mean, off. I don't know. It. If your
0: mom has a whole bag of joints, you're going to steal the whole bag? Like, you know, yeah, they'll they'll mean, just like steal a couple. Maybe she won't this notice.
1: Is, I'm going to go on a limb. Hot take. This is at least
0: 50% on you, Mallory. Well, what did Mallory think was going to happen? Because she wanted to smoke them earlier. Yeah. And now she's mad. Like, I don't Yeah.
1: Well, also, Mallory, are you so clueless? You're not clueless. Your mom's a, like a pothead in, in your eyes. You're not going to smoke that whole bag of joints of these three. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, she could have just stolen one. Yeah, seriously. Like, well, we'll pass it around or whatever. Yeah.
1: Yeah. A um, little puff puff pass. Yeah, she storms off, and like Vincent goes after her. Just like this is like just a like cataclysmic quake in their friendship.
0: Vincent, really, you're seeing like the role he fills in this triumvirate is just like going between the two a lot. It seems like you know, and yeah, trying to smooth and, things over.
1: Oh, and maybe like slightly siding with the with the more like uh, aggrieved party.
0: But but never, and it's not all necessarily the same person. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, he's just trying um, to keep keep things smooth between them. Put up fires, but also.
1: It, maybe it's accurate, but it feels like Mallory's going to play the part of, of the one who's always victimized by Jeanette. Like oh, that's, that's
0: that's Mallory. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, like that's going to be her move. Man, we are so anti-Mallory. I'm sorry mm-hmm. if you're a pro-Mallory. If it I'm, I'm turns why. out that Mallory
0: is just actually a good person at the end of all this, that's just the ultimate twist to me because I just don't see how it's possible.
1: No, no. She's, oof. Um, 94. Turner showed up the police station and Cindy. I love Cindy. What are the charges exactly? You just can't hold a minor for no reason.
0: Yeah, we're not uh, holding her. I just want to ask some questions. We get the old uh like I think I think it's Detective Anderson there tells her to calm down, and Greg has to step up and be like, uh, "In my experience, you tell someone to calm down, it's not going to work."
1: Yeah, they lead her. They they lead them into the interrogation where they're going to do this, and Cindy's just like, "This looks like the place where you chop off fingers. It smells <laughs> like blood, sweat, and urine. And, and urine."
0: Yeah, she's really going for it there, Sarah Drew. <laughs>
1: which i don't know maybe that's like a texas police thing i don't know Mm -hmm. um so officer will points out they're just gonna ask jeanette some questions you know with her consent and jeanette says it's fine it's no big deal i feel like in the affect of like her just trying to be like oh gosh golly i just want to help out everyone this is a huge mistake obviously like you're seeing just a touch of dorky 93 jeanette
0: just a touch on and her hair she's doing the thing where like one side i guess it's to cover up the black eye a little bit maybe Uh, Like the hair a little bit over one side of her eye um she's already you know slowly you know it's like she's just she's no longer the queen bee it girl anymore like you can tell something's gone wrong
1: yeah and this this 94 look by the way is also kind of i think kiara really is like more like her 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 normal look her doing magazines or whatever look um 1995 night, Jeanette's flipping through channels. There's a commercial for a mouth-watering cheeseburger. There's one for a migraine that just won't stop. And then she lands on a talk show where the host is doing
0: a monologue. <laughs> Who is this chaperone here doing this yeah. monologue?
1: First of all, no talk show host had beards. Back yeah, then. yeah, I know. Like, I was like, this guy feels all right. The, the two talking heads we saw previously were wrong. But they were a hell of a lot more right than this guy is.
0: I don't want to use names. So doesn't this uh, remind you of a certain teacher we had a little bit? Uh, the one who called you punskum? No, no, the one who had a mullet once upon a time and then cut his hair. Oh, you think so? A little. I this guy seems
1: like there's a there's kind of a caddy vibe to him.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: Like people are booing and he's like, and then. Jeanette announced that she's suing the kidnapping thing. But honestly, I think we can all relate to Jeanette Turner. I'm kidding. No one can relate. It's like.
0: That's your punchline. Like that's that's your opening monologue. His punchline is essentially JK. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, shit, I guess you're good enough to be uh Jay Leno.
0: Mm-hmm. Except you
1: Except less squeaky.
0: Hear hey, about this, that? guys? Hear about this.
1: What's, what's up this, with this, this guy? What's up with that? Yeah. What's up that? I'm driving a funny car. Yeah.
0: Um so then she flips to some courtroom drama where there's a young lady on the stand crying and saying, I am the victim. It's, it isn't fair. You know, like everything that boy said about me is lies. I'm not the villain here. And Jeanette like pauses it or or mutes it. And then like, like studies like her acting on screen and like, she's like, Oh, so that's likable. Yeah. And she starts doing this whole, like acting out the scene only as she's saying, you know, you don't understand everything Kate wall said about me is lie. I'm the not the victim, villain here. I'm the victim. This isn't fair. And it's like we're. It's just really strong. Like her practicing being a mm. a human being. Like she comes off like a co- total sociopath here. I love it. I just I I'm unsure what to make of these scenes because it's like she's she's doing that kind of like bad good bad acting mm. thing, you know, where it's like it, mm. I'm not the villain. I'm the victim, and it's like. Mm what is this for exactly like are you mocking the, the way you're supposed to act are you serious are i mean you practicing? i think there's
1: also there's there's you know in the in the lore of like the show certainly appealing and being adjacent to like the true crime mm-hmm. you know lovers like there's a little bit like if anyone's ever watched like the amanda knox netflix documentary mm-hmm. where she kind of talks about like in some ways, she's a cipher, and people bring their interpretation of her. Like, if you think I'm a sociopath, then I'm a sociopath. If you think I'm an innocent victim, I'm an innocent victim. But also, there's this whole, like, fuck you for judging my reaction. Like, so I have to cater this, like, phony narrative or this phony way of being to to fit what you think I should look like. Um, and then the part that I relate to is, like, oftentimes, I don't know, I find myself in actual real life situations, and I don't really know... What normal people are supposed to do,
0: yeah. When well, I think a lot of this show and what it's really about is like how people react to victims and and you know, accuse, especially accused women, mm. you know, or like, I mean, this is back in the 90s when you had shows like A Current Affair and shit like that, and it's just like it was just fair game to just completely trash people. I mean, yeah, I suppose yeah. it, it still is in a different way now, you know, people just do it on Twitter, mm. um, but like you know, not the blue check marks in theory.
1: But we but we put we put victims back on trial mm-hmm. because everyone questions you know, oh, I wouldn't have done it that way, or i wouldn't I wouldn't have reacted this way and I'm so you know I talk about how much I love Jeanette and how I relate to her, I am operating from a mindset that in some fashion both of these women are victims of this situation mm-hmm. so I could be horribly horribly wrong, but that's where I'm coming from uh Ninety four, the and I'm coming from that direction because I've seen a TV show before and I feel like that's what we're setting up. But
0: probably. Yeah. We'll
1: Ninety-four, see. the police interview, they're asking Janet when like how, how if you weren't there, then how do we have your necklace, you know, if you were never there? Um and she says that she used to have a you Go Girl necklace, but threw it away since it came from an ex-friend.
0: She had a falling then, out with.
1: Yeah, she points out they sell a bajillion of these at the mall, and I'm like, fair.
0: And Cindy Turner is watching all of this and just like looking at her daughter, furrowing her brow, like she's not buying it.
1: But Greg, you can tell,
0: believes his daughter immediately. So she threw it away. She threw it away. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and then so like, they're like, well, why would Kate say these things that they're not true? And she's like, well, I don't want to be mean, but perhaps it's because I'm dating her ex. I
0: mean, I do feel like with Jeanette, she's walked a pretty careful line so far not to be like too bitchy about Kate and Jamie and all that. Because mm-hmm. like she could be super mean about this, and she's not—that would
1: be put on trial too. Yeah, but even here, she's trying. She's trying to figure out what is the version of me that you want. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, and then she mentions like, uh, uh, well, or, or I was dating her ex, but couples fight, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then like, oh, Jamie Henson, I presume. Like, what was the fight about? Was it about Kate Wallace? And she's like, um. <laughs> uh,
1: Like two cops look at each other, they're like, ooh, got her.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, of course it was. What what do you think they're going to be fighting about? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, really. Um, And that's the thing, too, is the cops are not on your side. That's not their job. Like, you should always ask for a lawyer, even if you're completely innocent, because they're not on your side. Like, that's not not their purpose, realistically. Mm -hmm. Um, Then we go back to
0: 95 with Jeanette just practicing over and over again. Like, I'm not the villain. I'm the victim. I'm the victim.
1: I was going to say, I, I'm sure you've got the whole dialogue. I wanted to hear you monologue it.
0: Uh, I mean, it's, it's not much. Just everything Kate Wallace said is a lie. I promise that's what this lawsuit is about. I'm not the villain. I'm the victim. I'm the victim.
1: Okay. I thought you were going to sell it more, but okay. Yeah. Well, she's right. also looking right at us as she says this yeah.
0: too. Yeah, it's another direct address to the camera.
1: I, I love it because it's like, it's really like looking into our
0: souls. <laughs> but it's like dead-eyed the whole time. Yeah. You know, it's like the rest of her face is moving, but her eyes aren't selling it.
1: Yeah, because I don't want to spoil it for you, but 95 Jeanette's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but come on, they're, uh, they're pushing her, her 95 villain persona a little too hard to be serious. Like, I feel like you... First of all, I love a villain, obviously. I love a villain redemption story. Mm-hmm. You have to see if this comes out of a place of pain. I mean, it just seems obvious to me. Maybe I'm woefully naive. But uh, 94... Later in the, the Turner dining room, you know, they've come back from the police station and Cindy's and, talking about and it. Cindy's to Greg. like,
0: Yes, her daughter completely fucking lied. Yeah, That's the exact same necklace. And she lied about it to the police. What else has she been lying about? And Greg just like, You're letting these rumors get to you. You got to stop.
1: Oh, and that uh, uh, the shit's rumors spread by people bored of their own lives. I mean, Greg is just like a kind of like, I think in general, he's a, if we ignore it, it'll just go away mm. kind of guy. Yeah. Which. That's probably also something that's easier for men to take that perspective.
0: I suppose so, yeah. And um, it's also, it is a, a unique situation, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, I I can't really... The, the closest thing I can think of would be Tanya Harding where she didn't literally attack Nancy Kerrigan, but, like, maybe, you know, she might have known it was going to happen or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like Like, the idea of, like... You have a clear victim, but then like there's somebody else who's just like really shitty, you know, and may have like enabled the crime. Like that's a, a weird spot to be in.
1: Well, you said that. Now it's in my head. So if I don't say it and get it out, I'll I'll explode. Galuli. Okay. Galuli. Um, Jeanette shows up, ready for the fireworks. You know, Cindy goes to get her purse, and Greg has a talk of his daughter, and I'm kind of glad that he had this talk of her but he points out that he had the talk of jamie he knows this wasn't a volleyball accident
0: oh, and she um, still continues to lie she's like what are you talking about and it's just like honey like you know don't lie to me
1: yeah we don't lie in this house he says yeah. um but you know he he's like trying to spell out for her in case she doesn't get it like what jamie did was wrong it's not okay to lay fingers on anyone like the aggressor is always at fault
0: yeah and we don't lie to each other in this house and she never, also, she never totally cops to it she just kind of stops trying
1: well and here's the thing though is Jeanette still in this kind of naive romantic world where like she and Jamie are endgame
0: yeah yeah definitely she's she's still thinking hey is you know couples fight you know like we uh, just gotta smooth things over it'll be fine
1: yeah like Jamie's giving her a black eye and she's thinking I can fix him mm-hmm um so he also says he didn't tell cindy yet because she's likely to shoot a roman candle straight at the henson's house
0: (laughs) and then back to the video store this is 94 right yeah
1: i know it's a tv show and obviously they have to do certain things a certain way but i just want to point out that that what we're saying in this this scene here in general in this show is that skyland texas has a rod wallace but not a blockbuster video
0: well, I mean, it may have one, but it just might not be near where they live or something. But
1: but so I, mean, I, I remember
0: back in the day, I would rarely go to Blockbuster. There there were Blockbusters. I would go there sometimes, but there were just like better, closer video stores.
1: I'm trying to remember where the Blockbuster was in our town. It
0: was near you. Mm. It, was, it was over by the Bel Air. You went to the one where they served the coffee? I went they to make had, a video, the, yeah. The and then, then Hollywood video. Yeah, there. I was, I was all more of a Hollywood video guy than a blockbuster guy.
1: Hollywood video, where was that regionally? Was it just in our area? Does anyone know what we're talking about when we talk about Hollywood was, video?
0: I mean, it was at least throughout California.
1: What I respect about Lisa was they had multiple employees working. They didn't just have like the, the two employees working. So mm-hmm. I felt bad about the fact that they were like the fucking phony-ass tuxedos.
0: Yeah, the, the super tuxedos are dumb. But I always thought working at a video store would just be like the raddest thing ever.
1: Well, and I think like by the time be... I was old enough
0: to work, that that was like disappearing as a uh, an industry.
1: <laughs> you thought you were going to be Randy from Scream?
0: Yeah, basically.
1: And you and I literally talked about
0: how who, they should pay us ask for more in, in life back. than to be Randy from Scream. Yeah.
1: Well, like you and I literally had conversations about how they should give us a table in the back, pay us, and we'll basically be like the high fidelity guys, but at a
0: video <laughs> store. Yeah
1: oh you're gonna check out this movie you don't love your daughter your daughter doesn't love you
0: <laughs> yeah the reality is people almost never want to talk to the person who works at the video store about what they should rent
1: also fuck you for judging my video <laughs> <picks>. <laughs> anyway Vince is restocking kate comes in then and it's Mallory immediately like
0: in. oh hey hey hi how you doing take your time you yes. <laughs> It's you, yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, Mallory then comes in needing a bad movie in the worst possible way because uh, her mom, her mom Janice, is on a date with somebody whose name I didn't write. Dude, down, I need
0: a bad movie in the worst possible way.
1: Okay, you're gonna have to start doing every line of her title. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, uh, but Vince just does the uh, the kind of eye glare, like you know, shouldered head nod or whatever over, and then Valerie just looks over, is like, oh shit, it's Kate Wallace. <laughs> Can you just fucking cool it, man? Can you yeah. be cool for one goddamn moment in your life, man?
1: Uh, so Kate's movies, when she checks out, are Science of the Lambs, Misery, and Groundhog Day. But Groundhog well, Day is for Rod
0: Wallace. I love how Vince is like, oh, and Groundhog Day. And she's like, that's for my dad. Just like, way to go, Rod Wallace, man. He's just yeah. like, yeah, I'm in a Groundhog Day mood.
1: Yeah. Also, do you remember when 950 could rent you three movies? Uh, yeah.
0: Well, that that's also like a local video store thing, you know? Yeah. like blockbuster is always like four or five bucks but yeah oh, okay. you can find other places like a buck or two. i bucks. was
1: listening to some other podcast recently where they were talking about a parent needing to get a child out of the house for sex with the other parent and mm-hmm. it was like here's 20 bucks go to the blockbuster and it's just like are you kidding me do you know what i could fucking do of 20 bucks in the 90s i know
0: <laughs> that's like a whole weekend of partying yeah well
1: it's like a oh, hello part owner here please mm-hmm. <laughs> But so, she leaves and Vince is immediately like, I'm no expert, but shouldn't she be running Care Bears asleep sleeps in Seattle instead of moves where people are being kidnapped or tortured? And I will say for Mallory, she kind of gets it.
0: Yeah, although I, I I read this as guilt and not empathy. That's just me and what okay. I uh, see from Mallory's character. Because she kind of gets weird. And maybe yeah. she's feeling empathetic, but maybe she's not.
1: But yeah, she thinks it might be comforting, like looking at the bed, staring the monsters in the face. But Vince is... Kind of surprised that Mallory would get it and not mock it, but yeah, I mean, I think people who are victims of trauma, like their methods of healing and coping mechanisms like look horrific sometimes to other people because they're they're facing these things, they're making them their own.
0: can I Can I preemptively jinx this whole show Yeah, uh, so one of the movies, Sounds of Lambs." I just, I, I'm I'm saying this now. I hope, hope, hope I'm wrong. I really, wait, wait, are
1: you going to do Mallory voice doing the, Hey no. lady, can you help me move the couch? No, no, I'm not.
0: I just, I really hope that the solution to this, you know, mystery or whatever doesn't involve Martin Harris doing some sort of cross-dressing, like I get a skinner, like any, any, like can we just not, you know?
1: Yeah. 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 They have got to know.
0: I mean, yeah, <laughs> come on.
1: But yeah, because he's got a Norman Bates vibe in general, but mm-hmm. they've got to know. I I will say there might have been something in a future episode where I briefly had that curiosity.
0: It's not off the table at this point, which concerns me a little. But yeah, hopefully they would understand that they shouldn't do that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or uh, the name that I won't mention, but you know, the, yeah. the character we're waiting to show up. Yeah. Anyway,
0: um, Mallory's like, I'm not
1: heartless. And Vince is like, yeah, but you're you. Mm-hmm. Um, Also, fine. More More pizza
0: rolls for me.
1: She loves her fucking pizza rolls. Mm -hmm. All, all three timelines. Did you? Um, Did you? Were you a
0: pizza rolls dude back in the day?
1: Back in the day, like as if me being a pizza rolls dude stopped.
0: Okay, I guess. I guess not. I I don't know. I in my household, that was like they were too expensive or whatever. It's like no, that's like the nice shit. We don't get you pizza rolls. Oh, really? Yeah, we got fish sticks.
1: Fish sticks? Huh. -hmm. Interesting. No, I uh, I actually just I, I haven't had them in years. I actually just bought a bag not too long ago because I, I broke down and this was the year that I, I gave Nick peer pressure and got an air fryer. Mm, okay, so I was like, "Fuck it, I'm going to dump this whole goddamn bag in that air fryer." And How see does what the comes air out.
0: fry? I've never understood it. Maybe you can show me. I, I, sure, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> come on over. We'll fry up some <laughs> air. Um, but also on the poster on the wall behind Vince is Hot Shots Part Two. It's a classic.
0: It is. (laughs) I I think I saw, um, it it was like an interview with the showrunner or something like that, talking about how, like, there might be like clues and like various like books and movie posters and whatnot.
1: Okay. So I'm going to bring this up when we get to the end of this episode because there's some, uh, um, anachronistic
0: items. Okay. So what you're saying is that Martin Harris is going to be shot through the heart with a chicken.
1: (laughs) Yeah. the only thing I remember from Hotshots Part 2, I think it's that one, is the uh, obviously like fake Mel Gibson butt as he walks away from sex.
0: I think that's that one. Yeah. It's been yeah. a long time. Um, yeah. But yeah, back to 93. Jeanette uh, is commiserating with her mom here. Nice little mother daughter scene where she's essentially just told the mom that like she flushed the uh, stolen joints down the, the uh, toilet. And mm. then the mom's just like, that's just you know, flushing illegal drugs It's being a good friend.
1: So. She says Mallory hates her now. And Cindy's like, maybe get better friends.
0: Sometimes even (laughs) best friends grow apart. We're not growing apart. I'm just saying, maybe you could. It would be cool if you did. Not Vince. He's awesome.
1: Mallory, though, I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Is she funny? (laughs) No. Uh, Jeanette says it's not exactly uh, exactly a line of people waiting to be her friend, which Cindy doesn't believe, especially since Kate Wallace was complimenting her style after step class last week.
0: And then she's basically like, you know, back in the day, I was hot shit. Yeah. All the dudes were after me, including Kate's dad and Rob Wallace. And you have my genes, so you should be hot too. That's the, yeah. the crux of this conversation.
1: Hot girl, cruel summer. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, so Cindy's just like talking about how, how Joy used to follow her around back then. She's like, she was a little awkward back then.
0: Yeah, the, the dynamic of Joy and Cindy here, where clearly Joy is ascendant She's the uh, the rich trophy wife of the you know mm-hmm. NFL star, and Cindy Turner is just the you know real estate agent's wife. I'm trying to remember. Does she have a job? Who it, it comes up later? Um, Cindy. Cindy. I can't remember. If she, no. Is she switching she has a careers?
1: Career that she wanted to.
0: Yeah. To do. Yeah. So we'll um, we'll get to that later.
1: Yeah that that'll be a whole discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I feel like there's an interesting thing. With both girls growing up, and and how their mothers have kind of set them up—not for failure per se, but well, set them up for the, situations that have led to ruin for
0: them. all these mentions of kind of past social hierarchy. Kate's dad, RAP, is this texture or is this like building motive or something? You know, or yeah, yeah. I I, I think it's probably just texture. That's kind of what mm-hmm. I'm leaning towards. Like, I mean, it's I mean, suppose it would be like, and so and so secretly your sister, but I feel like it's more just kind of showing how those dynamics like perpetuate themselves.
1: But I mean, I think even episode two clearly sets up something that they're going to perpetuate in the show where that part of issues that eventually like overcame Kate were because of the landscape of the world that her mother established for
0: her. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and, yeah. And I think the same for for Jeanette here.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, Cindy's um, just like, we got to lose these glasses, get these braces off, show off your smile. You're going to be dynamite kiddo.
1: Yeah. Um, and it's, it's not like, and you can tell it's not like Cindy's malicious
0: or whatever, you know, but <laughs> I love Cindy's line. If you're still so worried about Mallory and I don't think you should be, cause she sucks. But anyway, you make a peace <laughs> offering, give her a present. Everybody likes presents.
1: The sad thing is you could just buy her some more fucking pizza rolls. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Just go to Costco, man.
1: Here you go, here's a hundred. We're <laughs> <You're> fucking good. <laughs> what? But yeah, Janet wants to skip the fireworks this year. We find out. Uh 94. Uh oh, so earlier the the, the, the at the end of the video scene, uh Vince was kicking Mallory out of the uh, video store because he had to go like, help a friend. And she was like, Better not be Mallory, or better not be Jeanette. Mm. I can't do it, you could do it. Um, so now we see Mallory riding off on her bike outside the video store, and Vince gets into Ben's truck. Now, my question is, of course. Is this the truck that Kate was dancing in
0: front of? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's not. Let me just give me a moment to check the plates here. Sure. But yeah.
1: Um, But uh, Ben's want to make sure that Mallory doesn't like know where they're going or what they're going to do there. And and Vince is like,
0: no, we good. We good. Um, And it's very much like, what are these guys doing? Are they going to go buy drugs or, you know, like commit a crime? Yeah.
1: Yeah. in the general like milieu of the show, you you really don't know what what these two, because I mean, They've just shared that one like brief exchange in the uh, gas station mm-hmm. thing with the shaving cream.
0: Right. I'm pretty sure it's not the same truck. I can't 100% say, but okay. Yeah, there it is. There's a plate. Yeah, definitely not the same truck. Okay. So there you go. Uh,
1: 95, uh, Dark Jeanette's in her room reading a book called Manners.
0: Dark Jeanette has fascinating kind of media consumption habits. She's either like hate watching the TV Or reading books that are, like, inside the brain of a (laughs) 15-year-old.
1: Also, her walls in her bedroom. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're like some kind of Dada-esque nightmare collage. She's awesome. Um, Derek comes home. uh, Come down the hallway. And she's like, you're home. You're never home. He's here to do laundry. Uh, Jeanette says that she saw Kate today in traffic. I love it. She's just, like, an even worse... She saw me. (laughs) I like how when she tells him that, he's just like, shit. Yeah. She says she looked like she wanted me dead. I missed the days when no one wanted me dead. It's kind of dark. Yeah. Derek, like you could tell like his dorky self-deprecating older brother stuff. He's just like, well, at least you have a devastating, handsome older brother who does not want you dead. And she's like, no, I have a delusional older brother. (laughs) Uh,
0: He's just like, like, well, that's why one move is self-deprecation. So, uh yeah.
1: That and I have really big hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she says also that a girl from physics class called for him and that her name was, quote unquote, Claire. That'll be important later, but not in this episode. No, not in this episode. Um, Derek's also like, by the way, Jeanette, and for the fans who have been wondering about this time period, call mom once in a while. So so
0: mom is gone. Still She's alive. not dead.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love how quickly by episode three, we were like,
0: we haven't seen Cindy in 95. She must be dead. Mm hmm. Real quick on the uh, the truck thing, how fucked up would it be if if the theory about Ben being like injured and possibly like in a wheelchair is correct that that, that would he would be been... in the truck and she's like come out and dance? Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, but like that was this, it's only half of it that I thought of because I was like he's in the passenger seat that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So later, still ninety five. Greg's watching baseball on TV. Jeanette's just going
0: out. Man. Watching the Rangers play the Yankees.
1: Uh I actually looked up that somebody else looked up that uh this this baseball game on this day would have been over
0: well before it got dark outside. Oh really? I kind of want to look I, that up now. It fascinates me.
1: I love I fucking love some of you people mm-hmm. on the internet. I really do. The the cruel summer reddit. They're active. Some of them are It's pretty active. Ridiculous.
0: It's not I don't know. Sometimes it's it's, deep. All the time. it's a lot of the same stuff over and over, but yeah.
1: Well, it wasn't until like this past week that somebody did the thing that I would have expected like weeks ago, which is the here's a post in which we try to cast the show with '90s appropriate.
0: Oh, actors. nice! <laughs> and, and of course, SMG is Kate. Yeah, yeah, I not can not definitely bad. see that. Who's Jeanette? Uh here's, here's well, that's Razor.
1: I uh, I gotta tell you this. Maybe you, maybe not a headcanon, mm-hmm. but I kind of want to rewatch Disturbing Behavior. This was really
0: bad. I feel like we'd be disappointed.
1: Not for not for a podcast, but just in general. You want to watch How about watch
0: this? Uh, no, but um, dye her oh. hair, Michelle Williams as uh, Jeanette.
1: Well, I, I'm going to suggest instead Rachel Lee Cook, because I'm always going to suggest okay. Rachel Lee Cook. I feel like this was the role was this that, this a like, stupid bet? This would have given her, like, this would have let her show off the range that she secretly had mm-hmm. after she smashed the fuck out of that kitchen and said, this is your brain on drugs. Mm-hmm which was clearly my most explosive sexual awakening.
0: All right, um, So Jeanette's going out and then cut to across the street. Vince is like taking out the trash and sees well, also, her walking also, away.
1: Dad said, you know, maybe not such a great idea to leak the lawsuits of the press before we even serve Kate. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Just, it's just like little hints that like she is uh vindictive proactive. and sneaky and proactive. Yeah.
1: But like, he's just like, you really think it's a good idea to go out. And she's like, Everyone's gonna be at the fireworks. And he's just like, not everyone, as he finishes one beer and cracks a second (laughs) one.
0: Yeah, he's definitely checked out 95. What was the line in Meraves Town when Mara's talking about her daughter? And she's like, Teenage girls are sneaky as fuck. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You
1: know what? I don't ever like a character who vapes, yet somehow it makes so much sense Mm -hmm. in Meraves Town. Um continuing the
0: tradition of uh HBO shows in there hard-bitten uh detectives who smoke e-cigarettes
1: true yeah i mean the nice thing is that her defining characteristic isn't knives
0: i mean I, what is that the Like rachel second, mcadams in true detective yeah the second best line in true detective season two is and colin farrell just says is that a fucking e-cigarette
1: <laughs> <laughs> what is the one we always quote
0: i like to get wet about, a... yeah i like to get wet from a number of from time to time from a number of bad habits
1: what other uh, ridiculous HBO shows do you want to see us do a science about on this one? It's um, so a 94, 4th of July celebration. It's like at a park. There's a baseball dime in the distance. There's some beanbag tossing. Is this cornholing? Is this cornholing?
0: I, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a regional thing where they call it cornholing in, in some parts of the country.
1: I was at a party outside today in the hot, hot sun and somebody was cornholing and I couldn't stop giggling because I'm a child.
0: I'm just wondering. So it's it's the 4th of July. Kate's not yeah. here. We don't know nope. what she's up to. Is Rod Wallace just like, I'm going to skip the fireworks and watch Groundhog Day right now.
1: <laughs> I mean, Groundhog Day too, I want to point out, is also thematic.
0: Yeah, Kate's totally. Journey. Like the idea of like every day is the same type of thing.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, what I mean, I, I don't know. Like what is the Rod Wallace situation at the 4th of July thing? Is he usually a figurehead of this event? Because it I mean, seems it almost, like it's. Uh, it seems like
0: the like the pores, or you know, like the, yeah, absolutely. The, it the, seems the Hoi like Pol- it's beneath, not the hoi Polo, Yeah,
1: it's beneath the Rod Wallace station. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's on the city. Council they, they'd be at God like God's
0: the side. lodge or the garden party or whatever. Yeah, these are yeah. just the 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 proletariat here celebrating yeah. at the park.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're they're grilling their
0: own meats. meats. Mm-hmm.
1: Jamie's uh, popping
0: the cooler. Man, yeah. when's the last time you saw a cooler? I feel like I've also, been indoors for too long.
1: Oh, i just found one in my garage earlier mm. uh jeanette's shirt looks a lot like cindy's dress from 93 here
0: okay um uh, is that mr pib that jamie's uh pulling three cans of soda out i can't tell i,
1: I don't drink soda anymore but i've got a love for mr pib
0: i that if i was in high school i would be getting three mr pibs out and drinking them all yeah no you would need to be getting dr slice if you could that's true it's dr slice fucking ruled
1: but, I mean, I that, would, that was back in the I, day where
0: it's just like, we just keep drinking soda until it's all gone. Then we drink more of it.
1: Uh, Cruel Summer creators, if you're listening, I will get on my knees oh my and God, pledge a my Slice. fealty to you. Like, like Anakin Skywalker, Dead of Revenge of the Sith. If you if you have a character, crack open a Dr. Slice on this show.
0: That would fucking Or roll. a
1: surge. Oh, fuck. Just, give me just,
0: a surge. You're reminding me of my uh, my lunch every day at school. I'd have mm-hmm. a dollar and I'd buy myself some shock tarts and a Dr. Slice. Okay, That's a real so meal of champions.
1: My first, I mean, I was not a uh, partaker as much as other people were. I dabbled, but like my first real, real experience with substances this mm. is super dorky. Okay. So I had a brief job at a, uh, um, a little, little Caesars, Caesars. instead of a Kmart. Uh-huh. And my drink to get me through a shift would be uh, half icy, half surge. Oh, fuck that sugar. I would be up to like two in the morning. <laughs> I could not force myself to sleep if I wanted yeah, if, to. If
0: not a Dr. Slice, can we get some Surge in this?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I feel like um, Vince drinks Surge.
1: Because he's cool. Yeah. Or or you know who drinks Surge is... Actually, I was going to say
0: Derek, but you know what Derek drinks? Derek drinks Jolt Cola. Fuck yeah, he does.
1: <laughs> he like
0: dries across town to find that one liquor store that sells it.
1: And then I think 95 Derek might might crack open a Zima. Oh, for sure. What's your sign? Stop. <laughs> anyway, Janet's giving Jamie eyes, as is Greg. Um, but everyone is looking at Jeanette and just kind of whispering. Well, like
0: this, There's this whole slow-mo moment where like Jeanette's eyeing Jamie and he just kind of like puts his head down and walks away with his, uh, you know, discount Mr. Pib there. And it's like, ooh, that was cold. And everyone else is looking at them and whispering. And we see Cindy Turner just looking around, feeling all the glares. And it's like she has this look on her face like, I didn't sign up for this shit. I will say this too, Pib,
1: which is basically knockoff Dr. Pepper, right? Right, it's
0: just the Coke's version of Dr. Pepper, yeah.
1: Right, but like they actually tell you what to expect on a can of Pib, which is the first time that I ever really realized what Dr. Pepper was, and this is like a couple years ago. But Pib is as advertised on the can as spicy cherry soda.
0: If it's, um, I've never never people know that that it's it's Mister Pib or is that like uh, a weird like old-timey thing to say now cuz they like changed like Pib extra at some point Pib extra, right yeah 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 it's mr Pib. well i mean Didn't so like to, to medical school like dr pepper
1: well but i respect the fact that even though it's a movie reference he has the respect to say it's mr Pib. i'm mm-hmm. a mr call me call me with some some put some put some title on that um although then it's probably like a patriarchal soda whatever but i feel like Cindy
0: drinks tab oh she's a tab drinker for sure
1: yeah um 94 ben and vince are driving uh vince is pointing out that he's known Jeanette's entire life there's no way she would do something like that and ben's like you're sure you have no doubts she would you would never or she would never lie or you would never lie to her would you uh, um and ben says if vince believes her you know then so does he no matter what so i, Which I, I guess that's like,
0: where that comes from in the the previous episode when he's like well, i used like to trust her
1: it's either like setting up ben to be suspicious or tragic as shit
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: uh, so 93 fireworks are happening at night uh, Jeanette's rode her bike over to Martin Harris's house I love she's the lighting smiling. here
0: just the the kind of we're hearing the fireworks in the distance we're seeing these just like you know it's obviously they're just like hitting her with like a green gel light here but like just the color of, of the fireworks it looks really cool
1: little little green little red yeah the red going uh,
0: into the house is very ominous yeah
1: yeah yeah we go from a vertigo green to to the Suspiria red uh, she's smiling like a goofy little villain she knocks, barely waits for an answer for, like, letting herself in at the key that she has. Once okay, She's quick, like, quick Mr. detail Harris?
0: here. Quick, quick detail yeah. here. Um, this came up on Reddit the other day. There's a lot of theories here. She seems to be saying something. Her mouth is moving when she, like, looks back as though she might be talking to someone before she, like, uses the key and Ooh. goes inside. Ooh. And I don't know if that's, like, we're going to come back to the scene later and somebody else was there. Or maybe they, like... Had some dialogue there and like cut it out, you know, because they like slightly mm. changed the scene or something like that. I don't know. I, I'm more inclined to think that that's just like an artifact of the way they originally shot it, rather than yeah. like a secret reveal. But I guess we'll see.
1: Yeah. Um. So she has a flashlight. She's searching around the house.
0: Um. I like how she pre- pretends to call for Mr. Harris. I have also seen theories that like maybe he's been here all these times that she comes over. Interesting. Like doesn't say out. anything. Yeah.
1: Well, because otherwise, where is he? Is he at the? At the uh, the the clubhouse, or is he at the uh, the the park with the I mean, He's Probably
0: like looking for Kate. Yeah, <laughs> he's just trolling for Kate. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: wait, this is yeah, this is ninety three. Okay, so he's still alive. Uh, ninety four. Ben's truck pulls up to a house somewhere. Like it's like so, somewhat suburban. Music's playing inside. They both seem nervous and excited. Online forum said this is the place. Vince says, "Are you ready?" Ben's like, "With you." Yeah, I'm ready. So I think you're starting to get a sense. They go inside. And again, I think I tweeted about this. <laughs> I was not on the fence, but I love this show because Fade Into You by Mazzy Star starts playing. That's
0: a classic 90s needle drop there, yeah. Yeah. And they're they're really um, luxuriating the music here. It's kind of pan down to their hands next to each other as one kind of tentatively reaches a pinky out to like take the other's hand. Uh, it's there's a, very, like lights it's a very sweet scene with them. They just kind of, they're very awkward and nervous, but it's like here, you know, as they say, this is sort of a safe space. Is they can, you know, enjoy their romance together. In the 90s, uh, this feels right for the time, as far as like. Especially Texas? You, yeah, especially in Texas. Like, you couldn't just go anywhere. Like, there wouldn't be like gay clubs you could go to. It'd be like.
1: Well, i like say. DL. We're not describing it, but like, mm-hmm. there's lights hanging. It's clearly like an underground club. Like, mm-hmm. as they're walking through. You, if you haven't gotten it yet, like you'll see other like LGBTQ couples like enjoying each other's company. Um, Ben's like, I feel like anything I say is going to sound like a bad line from a from a teen movie. So they start dancing, and I kind of like that. Like, other than that thing from Ben, there is no words. That's what yeah, well, it they're
0: sense. really just kind of holding each other and just like just like savoring the moment that they can be together. Basically, they
1: are fading into
0: each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah
1: uh in the other room two women are watching they notice that they're underage and the lady behind the bar just says safe space for us for them so they can dance she just won't serve them yeah and i kind of hope that this doesn't like play into the plot later
0: like like some sort of hate crime happens or something yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: or or like I, I think detail. it's gonna be something
0: where maybe ben gets outed or something like that but I guess yeah, we'll see.
1: yeah oh, it's still texas man yeah um it's sweet, but it's almost tragic knowing that like this relationship doesn't work out because we,
0: we've already heard the ninety-five version where Ben's just like stop calling me. Yeah, yeah, it hurts me. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. uh, ninety-four uh, fireworks are going off. Jeanette goes over to Jamie. He says that if her dad sees them talking, he'll he'll throw them through a wall. She tells him she got questioned by the police, and his asshole's like, yeah, welcome to the facility or festivities. Um, so he says he doesn't have anything to hide, uh, and she's like, neither do I. You have to believe me. Um, he says well, that even oh, he's, I, He gets her
0: this look He's just like Come on and we're yeah. just like what Do you do? You know more Is there a reason That Jamie Would think she She would have something to hide I don't know I'm but curious I, about
1: I've, that I've got my theory here But okay. uh, He says that even if he did believe her Kate's back now And he won't abandon her So she says You know Will you at least have Kate Come talk to me And she's like What about our kiss last week And he's like Kate, Kate can't ever find out about that And this little shit heel Starts to like, beg her And then Like just hearing that She's just like haven't you heard i'm really good at keeping secrets
0: very bitterly said so yeah because he's just like you know i'm not gonna have kate talk to you um i i know there is a theory that like maybe kate imagined them making out um even though it seemed like we saw it for real like she, you know but no it's like they're talking about how they kiss so that definitely happened
1: yeah yeah but it doesn't mean that kate doesn't think mm-hmm. or won't think that she imagined it but she starts to walk away and he stops her and says that she was the one who first told him that kate was missing and she seemed to know before anyone else. So how was that? And she's like, "Screw you."
0: Very fascinated also, by
1: that. His story to Kate was that he was hanging up like missing posters. So that is that Jeanette a lie? Came up to him, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. How does he know that she was the first person who knew? now? how would you know that? Like, well, yeah,
1: we could theorize. Well, no, we but I, but
0: I mean, like, how not not how would Jeanette know that? But how would? Jamie seemingly know that like you were the first person who knew she was missing, like it seemingly oh, that news would travel fairly fast or something
1: I'll put this, this is a theory I had even at the start of this episode, All right, go for it, which was the idea that that Kate would in some fashion willingly and again. This does not make her culpable. She's still a victim. He's he's Martin Harris still the monster right. here, but like would willingly go to Martin Harris and somehow Jeanette would see that and keep that a secret, and so people would say, "Oh, what happened to, to Kate?" And I could see where Jeanette would be like, "She's not coming back." Mm, okay. And They might read into that what they see fit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, curious, otherwise, curious. otherwise, if you're Kate's boyfriend and some girl is just like. Hey man, your girl's missing and she might be dead. I think I would have more questions. I wouldn't necessarily start immediately banging this person. Like know, where did you hear that? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How do you know? Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, 93, Jeanette's still making her way through Martin Harris's house. She's like, Are you home? Of course not. You have the
0: fireworks like everyone else. I love the way this whole scene is shot with the flashlight. It's because everything else is like these kind of cool um like blues and then this like orange glow of the flashlight. So you want to, so, I imagine, talk about some of the books here.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so there's a whole ass Reddit post about uh, the flashlight specifically landing on this Anthony Horowitz book, this Tess Gerritsen book, and a book called Time Flies, and how these books were not out in '93. <laughs> and so, of course, it's Reddit. So this this Reddit post was just all like, I don't know, you guys, maybe time travel. <laughs>
0: sure. Yeah. Uh, like I oh, was my, I'm so fucked in the head that my immediate reaction was like, I don't hate it. Martin Harris is the son of. I don't know. Kate and Jamie. Are, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's kinky. Uh, the books here. There's a My Dark Places vocabulary workshop. Nora Roberts. The Midlife Miracle. Like paved with gold. Yeah.
1: is Are these books that he's reading?
0: Yeah. I don't like even really? know. And then at the bottom, the Whittle Falls High School 1992 yearbook.
1: I mean, is Martin Harris really just being like, you know what I need is that new fucking Nora Roberts mm-hmm. book? followed by the new J.D. Robb book. They're the same person. Anyway, she goes through it, finds a picture of him. He's the vice principal there. And she's just like, so that's where you're from. And it's like, is that going to be important later?
0: Well, she gives this book to Mallory. Just saying.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Mallory becomes the keeper of the yearbook.
1: Yeah. So 95, this is where I love the show. Uh, Jeanette breaks in the window of a rock, lets herself in. Fireworks are still going off. So at one point, she's illuminating blue and red. And so we're kind of like, We've got two Jeanettes walking through this house under this, this like bisexual lighting and two different time periods. It's kind of great. The
0: way it cuts to it where like 93 Jeanette goes and looks into the window because she hears the fireworks outside and then the window breaks and like the reflection of Jeanette disappears. And here comes Jeanette sneaking through the window. Yeah. It's really cool. All the, the kind of really strong. It's, it's very stylized. He's like just, you know, flashes of blue and red and, And green. Yeah, it's so cool. I love it.
1: Well, it's like this house is not just haunted, but like it's like temporally ruined. Um, but also to a small degree, it made me think of the last episode of Next Generation, where the Enterprise has to do something in three different time periods to save the universe. Uh ninety-three, Jeanette shows up at Mallory, she's brought her peace offering. Uh list item number thirteen was steal something. And like you said, here's the yearbook from Martin Harris's old school, and Mallory's fascinated
0: um Jen wants to show that she takes the list seriously which so so Mallory may perhaps have some information about Mr. Martin Harris
1: yeah
0: or a starting point yeah mm-hmm. um but again
1: I just I pay attention to these details here Jeanette's the one who's always shown that she takes this list seriously to yeah. <laughs> so the letter of the list but uh you know Mallory's like what does Mallory say I can't say it you can
0: say it oh I, I don't have the dialogue in front of you right now sorry uh,
1: she, she says I'm trying not to show how impressed I am Um, they decide not to be in a fight anymore. You know, Jeanette's going to hang out since Janice isn't home. And so again, 93, 94, Mallory loves her some pizza rolls, which I wonder if she'll inflict that upon somebody else in 95.
0: Mm, Yeah, I think she might. Yeah. 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 So they're not going to fight anymore. Whatever. Fine. Although you got to wonder, had they broken up as friends, would all this been avoided? One wonders, one wonders. 95, Mm -hmm. Jeanette has made her way to the door of the basement she's going downstairs we're seeing the creepy windows you know nailed with like chicken wire over them in the basement she's looking around and then oh shit she's startled by Vince and Vince is like uh, what the hell are you doing here yeah Um, and she well yeah go ahead She, she proceeds to offer an explanation
1: she she the she came down here the first time or the first time they were in this house when they were playing hide and seek. She came down here and she got this weird sensation. Not that something bad had happened, but that something bad would happen. And he's like, that's not an
0: excuse for why we're here now. And she's here now to, I don't know, like reverse the mojo or something. Right. Um, I like, like she unleashed this thing in 93. Yeah. And that by coming here, you know, maybe she could undo it. I... My read on this is that she's completely lying, and this is not why she's here.
1: No, of course not. No, I mean she, she actually says to him, "It was some magical thinking
0: that I could reverse yeah. this by being here."
1: And he's like, "Oh, okay." And it's like, "No."
0: I no. guess the the way I read this episode was that this is the um the result of her watching TV and studying how to be sympathetic. Yeah, is that she's, she's doing trying that it now. out? Yeah,
1: yeah, she's trying it out. And yeah. whatever
0: whatever the reason that she came here, it's not because of magical thinking. I
1: mean, honestly, if she can
0: win Vince
1: back even a little bit, you know, isn't that the start? Like, like couldn't she theoretically start like winning other people back?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, he says that he called
0: Ben today.
1: And it's interesting. Her line, her response is, I thought you quit that.
0: Yeah. See, she seemingly knows something about Vince and Ben there. Yeah. At least in 95. Uh,
1: so he was hoping that time would heal all wounds and like maybe that was magical thinking too she apologizes and then um elsewhere in 95 like the next day i guess yeah or something yeah it was the next day vince fuller is in his deposition of Jeanette's lawyer and kate's lawyer this is the first time we see kate's lawyer right
0: yeah yeah i think so Um, some dude it would would have to be we just found out about Mm -hmm. a lawsuit last week
1: uh, the question is, how long has has he known Jeanette Turner? And He says they live next door together since they were born. So you okay, know his so whole he's life. lived in
0: Texas his whole life. So that makes Jamie's "Welcome to Texas" comment in the pilot like even more assholeish.
1: Well, Jamie's a fucking prick. He is. Uh, so sorry, Kate. Jamie uh, Henson is actual trash. Yeah. Well, I mean, whatever. You could argue that the part of Jamie's thing is just again like the the social station that he's been forced mm-hmm. into, and obviously the you know picture. He's a on popular
0: something. guy. Yeah
1: yeah yeah um and apparently you know i'm I'm doing the hand thing that's how big his hog is Mm -hmm. uh so the nature of their current relationship is the question you know he's like she mostly just keeps herself these days
0: (laughs) yeah he's a little reserved and you know at this point you're watching you're not really sure how he's going to respond to these questions yet uh yeah have you ever known her to lie and he says you know no not that i can recall and the other guy's what so she's uh george washington or something (laughs) never told a lie yeah this
1: is when kate's lawyer really enters in this thing um he's like uh you know pointing out that vince was there the first time jeanette mallory entered martin harris's home and he's like to your knowledge has jeanette ever gone back into that house so we cut back to this this basement with the night before of jeanette and vince and he's like i need you to ask you something i need to tell me the truth jeanette how many times have you been in this house and she's just kind of like a lot i got it i got to the rush of the rush of it yeah yeah
0: which uh fascinating um what what do you think about her her addiction to sneaking in? Because I, I relate to it. I've seen some people online just be like, what a weirdo. Oh, I was just going to ask you. You ever been where you're not supposed to be? Oh, yeah. You ever uh, break and then it's, enter? Or this is quite the same thing. But um, there was this like suburban housing complex. It was like a brand new complex that was like out kind of at the edge of like the, the sprawl. Mm-hmm. And like they still had the model homes up. And if you went there, they had like the piped in music, mm. you know? And so I would, I I would, sometimes I would just drive there at like one in the morning and walk around because they, the music was still playing, even though it's like nobody lived there yet. It was just like this really weird vibe. So I kind of get what Jeanette's doing is like kind of being a weird night person sneaking into places. And this was last week. Yeah.
1: Uh, I've I've also been where I'm not supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So the deposition, Kate's lawyer is like, to your knowledge, has she never gone back to the house? And he's like, finally, there's like a you know dramatic pause there, like a little beat. And Vince is like, no, to my knowledge, she did not. Mm-hmm. So
0: he's definitely lying to cover for her.
1: Yeah, so he's definitely won over by her. And then the,
0: the the final kind of piece falling into place with the uh, Jeanette's maybe a little bit of a fucking liar is that back to '93, it's night. She's like getting ready for bed. There, she's in her little jewelry box with her yougo girl necklace. And she pulls out a big fat fucking joint that she mm. didn't flush. She kept. And is mm. like admiring herself in the mirror having and is very pleased with herself. She's like pretending to smoke with it. Like it's like, a, what, like a cigarette or something. You know? yeah.
1: yeah. It's like a cigarette holder almost. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know. It's like some little shit there.
1: Well, this like heavier cover of Fade Into You is playing. Mm-hmm.
0: By the way, you, you've you not watched Cruella yet, have you?
1: No, I thought we okay, had plans good, to good. watch
0: just, just checking. Cruella summer, baby. Mm-hmm. Um yeah so so we're at the end of this episode we're like uh Jeanette huh maybe not so innocent
1: but again as as uh Mare told us teenage girls are stinky as fuck mm-hmm. and, I, and I think if you were a teenage girl you can you can ascertain this better than I can like Hell yeah, they were. That's that's part of their charm. Good for them.
0: Well, back to briefly ninety five in the basement there with Vincent and Jeanette. It's kind of the, the hammer scene of the episode. Is uh, they're staring at each other. She's just told him, that, you know, she snuck into his place and it was a rush. And then she asks, "Is there something you want to ask me?"
1: Something else you want to ask? Something me. else yeah. you want
0: to ask me? And then it just cuts to black. So, did he? Could he perhaps have gotten some information that led to his covering for her, or is this more just? the elephant in the room that she's pointing out.
1: There is no way that he was just like, Nope, I'm good. All all the questions I had anyway. I mean, maybe though I
0: I could totally see him. You arrive at a certain point where you're like, I have thrown in with you. I'm supporting you. No, I don't want to know, you know, like, Uh, like don't make me ask the question.
1: Yeah. 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 That, that might come up in the show too. Mm -hmm. Just people being like acknowledging, you're a certain kind of person and I don't want to have any knowledge in my head of how you achieved a certain task. Yeah.
0: But it's another really great last moment. Like this, this show so far has really nailed like some, uh, you know, some credit closers here.
1: I mean, and and Jeanette does it in a much more chilling way Mm -hmm. than like Kate's primal scream. Like,
0: yeah, she's just, it's, it's wounded, but also like there's an edge to it. There's almost a, a swagger to the way she asks it.
1: Well, she's putting, not just Vince, but us. Yeah. She's like, essentially, she's off to one side in the framing like Mr. Robot used to do, but like she's talking to us, basically. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Is there something else you want to ask me? Like daring you?
1: Yeah. Uh, Theory, Jamie and Jeanette have had sex in this house at least once.
0: So that there's a big theory that they had sex. They like literally like the night or two before, right? It was like their first time or something. And that it was in this house, which is why Jamie had such a violent reaction. Not that it excuses him um yeah. yeah yeah i i'd say that's gotta be at least a possibility like or for jamie something. to so quickly react the way he did yeah yeah
1: yeah it's some, something in some way he's reacting from a kind of guilt and he's blaming whatever on Jeanette, and, I mean, and, and what would and, be a
0: bigger rush than to, to lose your virginity, but to do it at this place you'd like to sneak into like illegally
1: And and it might be like two different vices of Jeanette's. Like, she might have been addicted to sneaking multiple times. So, of course, she wants to mix that with, like, this this thrill of, like, the first time of her new boyfriend. And then, yeah, he's just going to blame this all on her.
0: Yeah, I'd say there's a decent chance of that. All right. Well, that was off with a bang. Any final notes on the episode here?
1: I mean... Jeanette doesn't give the joint the one remaining joint back to Mallory,
0: mm-hmm. like is that Mallory's villain origin story
1: it's 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 obviously more Jeanette's right
0: i mean this the whole episode Jeanette is they're really like trying to cast as much doubt as they can, yeah, yeah,
1: oh, I mean, like, I feel like you and I both wonder about the oblique mentions to kate's
0: biological father he's come up a few times right
1: yeah. and he's not obviously peter many Hastings, times,
0: but he's been mentioned a few times he's obviously peter hastings oh hell yeah that guy's got a lot of jam um and i'm not dead i mean come on
1: <laughs> yeah back in the 90s i was making kids <laughs> uh of course there is no widow falls high school in texas Oh god! I got my Widow Falls. What a name for high school. <laughs> Seriously, It's like a, it's like a '90s ABC. I mean, TV I could, though. I could
0: definitely see like a gen or not Jeanette, but Mallory like is looking through the yearbook and sees something that leads yeah. her to investigate or something like that. Yeah, and and yeah. learn some things. Yeah, I'm still going with that theory that somehow it was Mallory who saw Kate down there, not Jeanette. Yeah, and Mallory who hated Kate for potential different reasons, just was like. Fucker, you know, like left her there. Well,
1: but, but the the interesting thing is is the word "seen," which comes up a lot, and like mm. in in media. Because I saw a great video essay about Fleabag and Fleabag. The whole the whole narrative purpose of that show, or the way it's, it's presented, is it's the horror, like it's the the desperate desire to want to be seen in the horror of actually being seen for who you are. Mm. Um, and I and I, all we know so far is that. Kate knows in her mind that Jeanette Turner saw her. Yeah. Which means that Kate saw her, saw Jeanette. It doesn't necessarily mean that, that Jeanette or Mallory or whoever saw right. her you know I mean?
0: mirrors mistaken Reception. identity. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which is which is kind of the, the shit that we love, which is, I think, why we're so drawn to it. But yeah, it also leaves a lot of nebulous space I mean, for the show
0: to play. I don't know. Should we have a, like a, a center conversation at some point, like first season of the center? we always should have because that is show. very much a show also produced by Jessica Beale that is kind of obsessed with memory and kind of piecing together the truth from kind of like uh untrustworthy impressions and, and glimpses mm. and whatnot. Yeah.
1: And also obsessed with big black Delta's hugging and kissing.
0: Oh yeah. Oh God. I mean, I know. Yeah. It. I'll, I'll just go ahead and throw this out there. I don't know. Mm. No guarantees, but like if there is going to be a season two of cruel summer, I could see us maybe doing the center like in, in an off-season episode or something.
1: The whole like like the whole show, the same fashion. I don't know.
0: I don't know, all at once or just one episode time, but I, I feel like that's worthy of a, at least one episode's discussion of a podcast.
1: It doesn't hurt that we're also huge Bill Pullman fans.
0: Oh yeah.
1: He's great in that show. He
0: is, although that's like my one criticism of the show is like the like the vice that they give him. Mm. It just it feels like you're like making a a, a, you know you're creating your cop with a, a vice you know character and like you need you need something new you can't do you know drinking problem you can't do uh, like cocaine you know it's like you need a new like weird thing for him to, to have it's like a flaw I don't think and they're just do... like likes to get stepped on
1: the the vice can't ever be coke on a TV show though right
0: oh if he's a cop for sure yeah
1: but I mean like you totally there have like cops
0: a... who are doing lines
1: in, in a tv show though it's yeah. more like uh, I mean, you haven't seen uh the shield it's more like al pacino in, in heat right
0: like, i don't know what your differentiator is there i mean tv I, shows are I, movies now pretty much
1: was 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 Vic Mackey doing lines i'm pretty sure
0: shield? i i and i don't recall somebody tweeted me he must have blown a line of coke at least once on that show i or, or somehow, one of his buddies would have at least
1: i somehow have the bizarre distinction of having seen every
0: episode of the shield okay you're telling me nobody on the uh the strike team ever did the line of coke? Not
1: that I recall. Hmm. Maybe what's his name? Who be- who went on to fucking everywhere.
0: I mean, I think it's well known that cops can they they're trained to know what cocaine is by dipping their pinky in it and tasting it. Like oh, a lot that, of T V yeah. shows in the eighties, nineties taught me that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they were even do that back on Miami Vice. Yeah, yeah. Um what were we talking about where we got into coke the oh that you know, bill pullman's thing yeah well it's well, also magically that vice that addiction is gone in season two.
0: I mean, it makes sense yeah
1: instead you get the big fuck rock and, and carrie coon uh yeah i wonder if i'll ever finish season three of the center i <laughs> it sounds like a lot
0: of people just weren't as into it
1: I, I still have in my iTunes like the last two or three episodes, and where I left it off was like so exceedingly dark that I was just like, I really don't. I'll go ahead and say, uh, Bill, I'm um, spoiler, Bill Pullman's character agrees to be buried alive to uh, see what it felt like.
0: Oh, and like I was the like, vanishing?
1: A little bit of like the vanishing, yeah. But the guy in the vanishing doesn't know that's where he's going, though, right?
0: No, the it, guy it's, in the vanishing, it's like, um, if you want to find out what happened to your remake, girlfriend, yeah. Yeah, you, you have to
1: you have to drink this and I will show you exactly the journey she went on and then he wakes up like buried alive mm-hmm. in this nineties remake of a Danish movie or what have you. Yeah, I I, I was just like, oh man, I don't know if I, I can come back to this. <laughs> so it's but it's still in my iTunes. It's still waiting for me. It's still that's the flame that I hold my hand over every night.
0: Speaking of iTunes, uh, if you want to support the pod, you can rate and review us on your podcast app of choice. I recommend Overcast, I know most people use the Apple podcast app. Um, it's really hard to tell now, like, what the new reviews are on this app. I don't know if you, like, looked at the Mac app. It's, like, a disaster. But um, I believe we have some new reviews from Beth Markowitz, Trinity Higg, Sandy198128, Jana Buono, uh, SAS Savvy27. Oh, that's Savannah, is it? Mm-hmm. And uh, Cran Empire and Mugs94. And I think those are the new ones. So if I missed you, apologies. It's not even showing some of the old reviews we got now. I don't know. The UI is weird. But yeah. thank you to everyone yeah. who lets us a review. Glad to see you're enjoying it. Uh, if you really want to support us, we don't have Patreon. We don't have ads. We have My Name is Trouble and Trouble All Finds Me. Those are two young adult murder mystery books that we wrote that you can buy on Kindle or uh, paperback. Or Apple Books or whatever. Um, go to MyNameIsTrouble.com for more info. You can read some excerpts. It's about a girl detective named Trouble. who has got to solve some cases. Mm-hmm. I think you'd enjoy it.
1: And we might we'll, we might figure out the details. I think we're worried about the timeline of a of a contest again or something involving Trouble. And
0: we'll see if podcast. we catch up in time for the finale first. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but uh, like you said, there's always potential for something off season with this show. I also see kayla does a review. I see you, Kayla. Um but in general I, I oh, actually listen she? to these most yeah, most of oh, the That's right. Yeah. Yeah. In the last uh yeah, before we started podcasting, you people are way too nice to us. <laughs> Thank you. But but shit, you're way too nice to us. We right, already have fifty five
0: ratings. It's pretty nuts. Yeah. 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 We were like I, I checked the other day, we were like at like in the top hundred of like T V and film podcasts. Uh oh, nice. still the only cruel summer podcast out there, so excellent
1: excellent i'm surprised there's not like a fucking
0: after buzz <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> yeah do they still exist i don't know Maybe they got bought up by somebody or something is there we're just a, still just not, kicking it indie here like 10 years later doing it yeah. old school
1: so we're not two assholes like the 90s Portland. kids that we are yeah want to start their own cruel summer podcast mm-hmm.
0: all right well oh. my name is trouble.com or trouble Me they'll both get you there thanks for listening and we'll be back next time the episode is you don't hunt you don't eat i gotta say that the titles for these episodes are bizarre they are they're very often. they're 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 weird yeah they're not like song titles or like clever turns of phrase they're just like like off with a bang yeah
1: yeah uh until then i will be fading into you stranger never knew bye Bye bye-bye